Some big updates from the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and the splash damage that it's actually causing. And the left's response to this conflict is actually kind of scary if you listen to their language. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Happy Monday, sort of. It's tax day, and oh, jeez. I hate tax day, but yeah, I have to do. So I woke up this morning, got my walk in. I walked about four miles to the post office, dropped my taxes off, and yay me. I actually only own about $7,000. Yay me. So that's how it goes. So let's get to the news. The Israeli-Palestinian conflict continues, and <laughs> a lot's happened. So on Thursday night, Israel completed a pretty good deception. <laughs> Actually, they fooled the crap out of uh, the Pal uh, Palestinian Authority. And I want to make sure we understand it's the Palestinian Authority. There actually has never been a country called Palestine. So that is a deke by the left. So don't listen to them. So what happened was on Thursday night, Israel decided that, okay, they've already packed troops on the border. They had a ton of heavy arms. They started shelling from the border between Israel and the Gaza Strip. Through social media, the IDF announced, which is the Israeli Defense Force, announced that they had started the ground war. Well, this started basically a ripple effect. All of the newscasts took this information as true. They all started announcing it. Well, Hamas also listens to the news and watches social media. So what they did is they took their anti-tank and fighters and put them in a series of tunnels under the Gaza Strip called the Metro. And basically what that allows them to do is kind of surprise whoever crosses the border. Um, there was a big problem. Israel lied. They basically said, yes, we're going in. They knew that Hamas was going to go into those tunnels called the Metro, and they bombed the living crap out of it. They actually dropped 450 missiles on those tunnels. They destroyed the tunnels, and they've killed an untold number of Hamas, Hamas terrorists. Hamas, again, continues to launch. They launched another 1,500 missiles this weekend. Um, the totals of the missiles launch are kind of misleading. Uh, it's anywhere between 2,000 or 3,000 and 4,000. I have 4,000 in my show notes. But it, it's looking, it's closer to 37, 3,800 missiles have been launched. What's ironic is something like 450 missiles that were launched from the Gaza Strip by Gaza Strip by the Palestinians actually landed within the within the Gaza Strip killing their own people. This just shows you something. Hamas doesn't care. The Palestinian Authority doesn't care. And I could bet Fatah, which is the other terrorist organization that's actually running the Palestinian Authority, and the Islamic Jihad, they don't care about their own people. 
to drop four, between four and 500 missiles into your own territory, killing your own people because you're incompetent and not stopping it just shows you they really just don't care. Hamas did a bit of bit of comedy, and you might not think this is comedy if you're more left than I am, or you're not as conservative as I am, because I've got a definite opinion about war, and I think this war is not being run right. Uh, Hamas tried to launch an explosive-laden drone over the Israeli border, but Israel saw the drone, shot it down, the drone actually landed on the terrorists themselves and exploded. A bunch of them were actually killed. Israel, for reasons we're going to see, has actually contacted an additional 9,000 reservists to active duty. Uh, Again, we're going to talk about why Israel does not have a large army. They also, they have a decent-sized army, but they don't have a large army. And they don't have, they don't have a lot of space. They don't have a lot of space in the country. Israel is probably the size of, of L.A. County. It's very, very small. All right? So attacks like this are really difficult because you've got to secure the entire country. We're going to talk about that. And the Biden administration just, I think, last night or today, approved $750 million for weapons for Israel. That's a good thing. Here's the thing with Biden. I'll give him this. I think Biden, even though he botched this whole thing up, he actually caused this crap. It really is pro-Israel, even though probably most of his administration isn't. I mean, we know that the squad... We know that Bernie Sanders, uh, we know a lot of the left is not pro-Israel. As we're going to see, that's got some consequences that we really do need to talk about. So, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu stated that the, the campaign with harvest the campaign with Hamas was far from more over, but he added, quote, would exact that Israel would exact a very heavy price from Hamas and other terrorist organizations. We are do, we are doing so, and we will continue to do so with great force. The last word has not been said, and this operation will continue as long as necessary in order to restore the quiet and security to the state of Israel. Joe Biden's wishy-washy, anti-Semitic administration did release a statement. And this is the actual statement. I do want to point out that there's kind of a problem with the statement. I mean, he's got to get some people who know what they're doing. Quote, Today the president spoke with Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu, reaffirmed his strong support of Israel's right to defend itself against rocket attacks from Hamas and other terrorist groups in Gaza and condemned these indiscriminate attacks against Israel. The president also spoke with the Palestinian Authority, President Abbas. Uh, that's what bothers me. It's just, it, it's just weird punctuation. And conveyed a commitment to strengthening the U.S.-Palestinian partnership. They discussed a shared desire for Jerusalem to place, to be a place of peaceful coexistence for all faiths and backgrounds. B.S. 
The fact in that was not the BS part was not part of the Biden administration's comments. The fact that Biden wants to have a part quote partnership end quote with a known terrorist organization Fatah really shows how Biden doesn't give a damn about Israel. Fatah, Hamas, and the Islamic Jihad have all said they would not be satisfied until Israel and all Jews were eliminated from the face of the earth. They're still saying it. If Biden is still questioning that's the case, all he has to do is open his window and listen to the Palestinian protests right outside his door in Washington, D.C., or in New York, or in Michigan. We're going to get to that later, because it's pretty freaking disgusting. So I did a little research this weekend and learned something. I was expecting the ground invasion this weekend, and I was kind of like, okay, where did this come from? Why, why has Israel not just walked in, destroyed everything, and then walked out? Okay. Middle Eastern po- politics is really complicated. We live in a country that is absolutely gigantic. Like, if Canada decided to attack us, uh, that's fine. The w- if they attack the East Coast, the West Coast is going to be fine. If they attack the Central Coast, we've got the East Coast and the West Coast that can go in. Israel doesn't have all that luxury. They have Fatah, Hamas, and the Islamic Jihad to deal with on the Gaza Strip. But they also have Hezbollah to deal with in Lebanon. All four, by the way, are supported by Iran. So technically, Israel could face war from three different fronts, three, maybe even four different fronts, fronts. And each group has their own capabilities that need to be addressed. The goal of Israel here is to use their advanced technology, and it is extremely advanced technology, to address any situation as quickly as possible, even if it has to happen simultaneously. Israel can easily defeat any of these guys alone. So Hamas decides to throw a fit. They could kill off Hamas easy. If uh, Hezbollah decides to... Yeah, they could take out Hezbollah. The problem is, if one opens a door, if one attacks, it opens a door for another. And that's what Israel is really facing. They are dealing with... Um, on their south, they're dealing with Hezbollah. On their north, they're dealing with, I think that's what it is, they're dealing with the Islamic Jihad, Hamas, and Fatah. They, they need to make sure that their entire country is solidified. And they've done this before. They did it in 1947. They did it in, 19, in the 1960s. They easily defeated all these groups. The other issue is not only do they have a very small landmass that they need to protect from multiple fronts, they also have a very small population. They have 170,000 active military with 102,000 conscripts. And if you don't know what the conscript is, that's people that were actually taken in by the draft over there. You are required in Israel to serve in the military, which I think the United States should really do. I, I, I really think the best thing that ever happened to me was military service, and I truly believe they need some military service. A lot of our kids need some military service in this country. So you can see right off the bat that a long, drawn-out ground war 
And a long, drawn-out ground war, I mean, it could be literally two weeks, is probably not a good idea. And one of the reasons why they just want to bomb the crap out of Hamas and move on. So that kind of makes sense. And I didn't know that until I actually looked at it. it. The politics, the geography, very complex in the Middle East. The big story this weekend was that the news media, the legacy news media, continues to prove that they are not partisan, that they are not bipartisan, that they have no opinions to things. Um, and you can pretty much assume that after this specific attack, there is not going to be any nonpartisan um, news media coverage of this whole thing. And I'm going to prove that in a few minutes anyway. So... Uh, apparently, Israel found a Hamas intelligence post, rather large, big building, right in the middle of the go- uh, right in the middle of the Gaza Strip. So Israel does what Israel does; they issued a warning in two ways. The first way is they basically called the building and said, "We are going to bomb the crap out of your building. You have one hour to evacuate the building, or two hours, or whatever they come up with." The second thing they use when they are trying to alert these people is something called a knock bomb. And what a knock bomb does is it basically lands on top of the target and shakes the target. It doesn't actually do any damage to the target. I don't know how, but it doesn't do any damage to the target. The target shakes and the people on the inside know that this target is is actually going to be a target for Israel and it will be destroyed. After a specified time, Israel blows the crap out of the building. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Israel does this. Israel really doesn't want to kill civilians. We're going to talk about that in a second. But they don't want to kill civilians. And they will let Hamas intelligence officers leave a building just to save civilians for example if there's a if there is a school they'll call the school they will throw a couple of knock bombs they'll give them a certain amount of time and then they'll blow up the school it makes you really wonder about Hamas Hamas usually escapes these by the way But it makes you wonder about Hamas when they actually do blow up a school and they say, like, four kids are dead. It makes you wonder, okay, well, I mean, A, are four kids really dead? Or B, did you keep those kids in there so they would be dead and you can report it to the press? As we can see, we can can assume right now that they're probably working with the press so they could could report the press can report that four kids actually died. The building that held the intelligence wing of Hamas was also rented with the Associated Press and Al Jazeera News. When the building was cleared, Israel blew it to smithereens, and there went the AP. Um... So the AP actually threw an absolute fit about this. They want an independent investigation and all this crap. There's no independent investigation. The problem is it's kind of being reversed on them. 
they're saying, well, I mean, what were you doing in a building with Hamas terrorists? Don't tell me they didn't hear about the, the 3,000 missiles that were being launched. Or you can't recognize a Hamas terrorist. There are only two reasons the AP was in that building. A, they weren't performing any journalism and they didn't really care. Or B, they're so freaking incompetent they didn't realize that they had they had uh, Charles Manson sitting in the same room with them. I prefer it's it's probably A. The AP is a very leftist uh, news source, and it was probably that they were working with Hamas to basically send out news messages from Hamas's point of view. Benjamin Benjamin Netanyahu said the. Uh, in an interview on Face the Nation, quote, we shared with our American friends all the intelligence. Here's the intelligence we had. It's about Palestinian terrorists, an intelligence office for the Palestinian terrorist organization housed in that building. The plots and organ, organization, the organi- it, uh, I'm sorry, the Palestinian terrorist organization housed in that building plots and organizes the terrorist attacks against Israeli civilians. So it's a perfectly legitimate target. No people were killed. Now imagine, ask yourself, how is that possible? You see the high-rise towers that are used by Hamas over and over again. They collapse and no one is killed. Why does that happen? Because we, unlike Hamas, take special precautions to tell people to leave the building, leave the premises. Netanyahu continues, we make everyone, we make sure everyone is gone before we bring down those terrorist facilities. And that's the difference between Israel and Hamas. They deliberately target our cities. And because of, and this is me talking, because of their incompetence, they usually kill their own people. They glorify the death of children and they and civilian and they and the civilians and old people. They're happy with it. I think they're happy with the deaths that are caused to them. We grieve for every non-combatant loss in Gaza, and we grieve for our civilians who die. We're not happy with it, and we try to minimize it. Israel was able to prove that Hamas had actually occupied the building. Not only had they proven it, they had contacted the Biden administration. The Biden administration really did not comment too much on this. They basically said Israel has a right to protect itself. That's about it. But they did say the lives of the reporters was of the utmost importance and should be protected at all costs. (sighs) Okay, a couple of things here. I don't understand the whole concept of politicizing and trying to create clean wars. Hamas is shooting at civilians and willing to kill anyone. Israel should do the same thing. This will guarantee a fast and clear-cut victory. I am sick and tired of... This is what killed the United States, especially when you're looking at Vietnam and Korea, you could look at it the same way in in other conflicts. Wars are not meant to be pretty. They're meant to be ugly. 
and they're meant to be very ugly. Because if they are ugly, people do not want to do it again, even people with really, really bad intentions. Yes, people die in war. Some of them are children, women, innocents. Me? Get over it. If you got a problem, you're living in an area, in this case it's a territory, it's not even a country, that is bombing the crap out of another country, that country has every right to kill everybody in that area as far as I'm concerned. That might be controversial, but that's the goal of the military. Do you think China, if they came to the United States and tried to take over the United States militarily, do you think they would have some sort of sympathy or love for the United States? We don't want to kill civilians. No, they'll kill everybody because that's what, they, that's what the military is supposed to do, exert power. If Joe Biden wants the AP and Al Jazeera and Al Jazeera and all the other news agencies safe, uh, maybe he should tell them why don't you get out of uh, the Palestinian Authority territory because they're a terrorist organization and no one is even commenting. You see very little of this. You only see it from conservative and classical liberal and libertarian. Why, in God's name? is the AP doing in a terrorist organization? Why isn't anyone asking that question? Well, anti-Semitism, unfortunately, is coming to the forefront. Unfortunately, Israel just trying to keep their citizens alive isn't a good thing. So right now, there are riots in Israel from Palestinian sympathizers. Um, is Israeli law enforcement officials have now arrested about 750 people. Most of the rioting is occurring in a little town, a little community. I don't even know if it's a town called Lod. This is a town that is shared, I think it's 70, 30 uh, Jews and Arabs. Now, here's the uh, ironic thing. If you're an Arab, you can live in Israel. As a matter of fact, if you're an Arab... You can become a political person in Arab. You can become prime minister of Israel if you're voted in. There are Arabs on the Supreme Court in Israel. There is actually an entire Arab faction within parliament. How many Jews do you think are on the Gaza Strip? Hint, hint, hint. It's zero. Zero. Less than one. Because they will kill you if you are a Jew in God, on the Gaza Strip. And the Israeli, even though the Gaza Strip is actually part of Israel, technically, the Gaza Strip can be taken care of by Israel if they wanted. Lod is also a very low-income neighborhood. Um, but that doesn't stop them. They don't care. Uh, Jewish homes are being firebombed by the rioters. Uh, I, I haven't seen any reports of deaths, um, but people are being beaten up. We know that. Uh, five synagogues have been firebombed. A curfew has been imposed, and right now the IDF, the actual Israeli military, is in there trying to keep control of the area. So, I, yep, so we've got riots now. And we've got riots outside of Israel. 
and there's that throughout the world, and they're all basically saying the same thing. Uh, there are protests in Iraq and France calling for the end of the Israeli state and the death of the Jews. In Vienna, Austria, there are calls for massacring the Jews, and Hitler was right. Anti-Israeli protests in Germany have brought praise for Hitler, and the government is now actually enforcing the anti-Semitism laws that they implemented 10, 20 years ago. For example, you can't go into Germany right now and say that the uh, Holocaust never existed. You can't do that. It, it, you can actually get fined or thrown in jail. I don't agree with that, but it's there. Um, there was a caravan driving through London with a loudspeaker stating, and I, I was going to record this, but I didn't because I thought, okay, this is too much. F the Jews, F their mothers, rape their daughters. Yeah, that's great. But the, the protests aren't, you know, just kept for other countries. The United States has them too. Protests are happening in New York and Washington, D.C., and they're actually targeting Jews. They're beating up Jews. New York is a heavily Jewish area. And they're actually going in and beating up the Jews that are walking around, the, the uh, Orthodox Jews. What's scary about these protests is the hate that they're showing. That they actually want these people to die. But it gets worse. The media is not helping. Our woke politicians are not helping. Joy Reid of MSNBC said uh, had a guest on her show. I can't remember if it was the guest or she said it. That this is an example of white Jewish supremacism. I screwed that up for a reason. It's now Jewish supremacism. The squad is calling Israel an apartheid state. A state of racism which is what the apartheid state is. Much like the same apartheid state that South Africa had, which, by the way, was a race, a systemically racist state. So what's scary about this whole thing? Why is that really dangerous? And why should me, a white guy who's Catholic, not Jewish, doesn't have anything to do with that, why should I be afraid of that? Because they're using the same terminology for people like me, I'd be considered a white supremacist. Just like the Jewish supremacists. Do you see the manipulation of language? And now it's an apartheid state. What happened when South Africa was an apartheid state? South Africa, which was a democracy, it was just, it was a uh, systemically racist democracy. They actually were isolated. When you sit back and you start calling someone, they want to do the same thing to Israel. This is scary stuff. They're using the same language for Israel that they're using for a white straight guy like me in this country. Now, they're full of crap and everyone's beginning to push back on this. But it's just scary to know that this is actually happening. And it's not just the squad. Because these guys are freaking idiots. Let's call it. I mean... AOC, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Corey, whatever her name is, they're, they're freaking stupid. And you can't take them seriously. 
But when the media is telling you that, and they said this several times on Joy Reid's show, that this is an example of Jewish suppression, Jewish supremacy, and this is an example of um, this is an example of an apartheid state. That's shit. That's stuff that Hitler was saying. Hitler said that stuff. That's what started the Holocaust. All this stuff leads to genocide. And all they have to do is sit there and convince a, a number of people to believe that. White supremacy is leading to an apartheid state in the United States. And then suddenly I find myself in some gulag someplace. Very, very, very disturbing. Okay. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, uh, YouTube, and Rumble. Uh, you can visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and you can actually read all my links and my show notes. I hope you guys had a great day. And yes, I made it under 30 minutes. The Dave Rule is alive and active. I hope you guys have a great week. I'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene. Oh, I forgot one more thing and it's going to probably get me over 30. No, it won't. Uh, one more thing. A brand new... YouTube video and Rumble video is going to be out today. Um, you can see, listen to Dumbasses Talking Politics shorts on YouTube and Rumble. It's a video. You can actually see what I look like. Not a lot of show notes there. I hope you guys have a great week. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Mm-hmm.